Come, Holy Spirit, come by means of the powerful intercession of the Immaculate Heart of Mary, thy well-beloved spouse, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Today's feast we're celebrating on the Sunday, actually properly celebrated on October 7th, Feast of Our Lady of the Rosary. It was originally called Our Lady of Victory because it's tied to the victory in 1571. A Christian fleet under Don Juan the Austrian defeated the Seljuk Turks who were overrunning Europe, a resounding defeat. And Pope St. Pius V called for a rosary say Can someone shut off their phone, please? Whoever has their phone on, thank you. Um, Pope St. Pius V called for a rosary crusade for this victory. He, as the story goes, was before his cardinals, he saw a vision in the, in the sky of the victory. He told his cardinals, Our Lady has just granted us a victory through her intercession. Fact, at that very hour, the Christian forces routed the, the Muslims, which far outnumbered them, one of the great naval battles in the history of the world. This feast was renamed the Feast of Our Lady of the Rosary because the link with the victory to praying the Rosary. Popes throughout the ages had extolled the value of the Rosary. I'll just quote from Pope Pius XI. 1937 encyclical on the rosary just before World War II began, where he, he talked about how the rosary is a means to bring sinners, especially enemies of the church, to repentance. And on that note, I'll mention a little story of a blessed an Italian, Bartolo Longo, born in Laziano, Italy in 1841. His father was a well-to-do physician, his mother was very devout. And the family prayed the rosary every night. Bartolo was very intelligent. He loved music. In fact, he was the conductor of the school band. He went off to university and then studied law. At this time in Italy, in the 1850s and 60s, there was a very anti-clerical mentality. And he got swept up into this. He graduated with a law degree in 1864 at the age of 23, and that was at the University of Naples, where St. Thomas Aquinas, the great Dominican doctor of the church, common doctor of the church, had studied. And through friends, he, he began to be involved in the occult. He attended seances and was ordained as a priest for a satanic cult. And after this, he publicly derided the church, priests, anything having to do with, with Christ. And his experiences were so horrible from a Christian perspective. For a short while, he went into a state of insanity. It was a saying, the corruption of the best is the worst. <clears throat> Bartolo Longo was one of the best through, through his upbringing, but he became one of the worst. <clears throat> and a good friend, a professor, uh, helped to talk to him to get him out of the satanic cult. He introduced him to a priest, Father Alberto Adente, a Dominican, who helped him withdraw from this satanic cult. And <clears throat> Father 
Ridente professed Bartolo Longo in the Third Order of St. Dominic. And he began to speak out against spiritism, against the occult, uh, the falsehood of this, this false demonic religion. He even went out to student parties because he was still a young man uh, to denounce spiritism, which was very prevalent at the time. And he would say, You are looking for a salvation. I turn to the rosary. Bartolo went to Pompeii in 1872, where his his work remained. He evangelized the people there, kind of like Saint Dominic did in France with the Albigensian heresy. Though the tradition links the rosary to Saint Dominic, and in the 13th century, the Albigensians, a demonic uh, perversion of Christianity, uh, encouraged suicide, uh, not getting married, uh, all kinds of bad practices. Our Lady, as the tradition says, appeared to St. Dominic, and she urged him to promote her soldier, as it's called. A soldier refers to the 150 Psalms, the Rosary. 150 Hail Marys as, as a, a compliment to that for the people who couldn't pray the 150 Psalms. And with those Hail Marys, that was our gospel today. That's where the Hail Mary comes from, by the way. The angel reads Mary, the Blessed Virgin, Hail from the grace, the Lord is with thee. Then we complete that Hail Mary with the visitation, the words of Elizabeth, Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the of thy womb. Who am I that the mother of my Lord and God to me? Well, St. Dominic, the Dominicans began promoting that rosary, defeated that heresy of Albigensianism. Let us return to Bartolo. At the age of 44, he married, and he became an avid writer and promoter of the faith, especially the rosary. He was a personal friend of Pope Leo XIII, who wrote, I think, 13 encyclicals on the rosary. And Bartolo was an avid writer himself. Uh, here he said, O oh God, in one hand you place the rosary, the other hand a pen. And he lived a long life, died in 85, in 1926. He was beatified by St. John Paul II, 50,000 people attending in Rome back in 1980. Well, <clears throat> the efficacy of the rosary is spoken of by popes and saints throughout the, the last millennia, and millennium, I should say, singular. Um, St. John Paul II, in the years just preceding the new millennium that we're in, said that the rosary is a prayer of great significance destined to bring forth a harvest souls. The Pope wrote a letter at the beginning of the millennium and challenged people to put out into the deep, in fact that was the title of his letter, Duk in Alto, put out into the deep, bring in many souls for Christ. And he says that the, the clarion call for this new evangelization is to put out into the deep and one of the ways to do that is to pray the rosary. He said, in order to lead people to Christ, we 
must know Christ ourselves to behold his face. And the face of Christ is the face of the Word incarnate. To contemplate that face of Christ, the Pope recommended we pray the Rosary, because in the Rosary we contemplate the conception, the early life of Jesus, his public ministry, his sufferings, death, resurrection, and his glory. And, well, <clears throat> I'll quote Pope Paul VI now, the predecessor of John Paul II. He wrote a letter on the right ordering of development to devotion to the Blessed Virgin Mary back in the 1970s when devotion to Mary was fading. He talked about how the Rosary is a gospel prayer centered on the mystery of the redemption and the redemptive incarnation. He said the litany, like succession of Hail Marys, becomes in itself an unceasing praise of Christ, who is the ultimate object of that prayer of the Rosary. Through Mary we go to Jesus. He said the succession of Hail Marys constitutes a warp, as it were, on which is woven the contemplation of the mysteries. By its nature, the recitation of the rosary calls for a quiet rhythm, a lingering pace, helping the individual to meditate on the mysteries of the Lord's life as seen through the eyes and the heart of the Blessed Virgin Mary. I'll take time here also to talk about its efficacy in, in the home, in the family. Pope Pius XII, in the 1951 encyclical on the Rosary, says this, But it is above all in the bosom of the family that we desire the custom of the Holy Rosary to be everywhere adopted, religiously preserved, and ever more intensely practiced. See, it was that planting the seed and planting the Rosary that I'm sure brought Bartolo Longo out of his demonic possession, you would say, uh, being a, a priest of Satan. Um, Pope Pius XII in this encyclical goes on to say that the Holy Rosary is a most efficacious means. To, it links to provide a link in the family, um, to bind them more tightly in a sweet bond of love with the Holy Virgin. They are bestowing on them that gift of peace. The home of the Christian family, like that of Nazareth, Pope Pius XII says, will become an earthly, earthly abode of sanctity. Meditation on the divine mysteries will teach the adults to live, admiring daily the shining examples of Jesus and Mary. It will bring to the knowledge of little ones the main truths of the Christian faith making love for the Redeemer blossom almost spontaneously in their little innocent hearts. If we pray the Rosary, says Pius XII, our homes will become an earthly abode of sanctity, a sacred temple. They will become efficacious schools of Christian virtue. What a beautiful thing to, to ponder. And I'll I'll end here quoting St. John Paul II, who wrote and penned a, a beautiful encyclical on the Rosary, announcing the year of the Rosary in about, a, about a decade ago, or a little more. And he, 
Pope John Paul II quoted Father Patrick Payton. He was the rosary priest. Quoted his famous saying, the family that prays together stays together. John Paul II said that the Holy Rosary brings the family together. Individual family members turning their eyes toward Jesus regain the ability to look one another in the eye, to communicate, to forgive one another, to see their covenant of love renewed in the Spirit of God. John Paul says many of the problems facing contemporary families result from increasingly difficult and increasing difficulty in communicating. As everyone's running around so busy, he says families seldom manage to come together. They're often taken up watching television to turn to the recitation of the family rosary, turn off the group to for 15 minutes. Everyone can do that. He says this is a means of filling daily life with different images. The image of the Redeemer, the image of his most blessed mother. The family that recites the rosary together reproduces something of the atmosphere of the household of Nazareth. Its members place Jesus at the center. They share his joys and sorrows. They place their needs and their plans in his hands and draw from him the hope and the strength to let us, as we celebrate this beautiful feast of Our Lady of the Holy Rosary on this Sunday, make a commitment and an endeavor to pray that rosary as, as a family in the home, to bring that spirit of, of Christ through Mary to the home and family, and deepen that bond of peace in the home and family through the meditations on the beautiful mysteries the Rosary offers us. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit.